what a blessing to have communion together. It is just such an awesome privilege to share the gospel of grace and just in what God has done as a family as we partake of the communion. Well, today I'm going to um, continue to talk about hearing the voice of God. This will be the third, the third session that I would be talking about this. And um, the main verse we use is Psalm 37, wherein we talk about how uh, God works in our heart and how God leads our heart, how God um, has designed man and how we function and you know how uh, um, God actually gives birth to His voice in us. And I'm going to just recap a little bit on Psalm 37 again. And then we're going to go right over to Psalm 40. And we're going to have a look at Jesus and how Jesus heard the voice of the Father. What I would like um, to establish in your heart today is that the way wherein God has designed for us to hear the voice of the Father is the very same system and the very same thing that Jesus used. And that is how it works in the Trinity and in the Godhead. Uh, you know that many times when you would uh, fellowship with people, when you would maybe visit a friend or, to, a friend or uh, you know, go out, for the evening and just fellowship with some people that you can have what we call just a shallow conversation um, uh, and not a, what we would call a heart-to-heart -heart talk or just a deep conversation or what we would say wonderful fellowship where we really connect and what we have found is that people really connect when they are like-minded people really connect when they see things in the same way or in the same light or when they come uh, when they base their conversation on the same experience or you know you know from from that point we find um, where there is agreement we find a wonderful conversation and actually a sharing of life where uh, the one would say to the other one you know I can really feel that you hear my heart you really hear me now, when God comes and when he, when he decided that He would create a man uh, from the dust of the earth and He will communicate with that person, He would talk to that man, He didn't have what we would call shallow conversation in mind. What He had in mind was uh, um, not deep and heavy conversation, but accurate conversation wherein uh, we share in the same emotion, where we share in the same thought, where we have um, the same, uh, you know, when, when somebody says something, the other one just says, I know exactly what you talk about because it's already, it's also in my heart. It's when, it's like when um, you would find bikers, you know, talk to each other or people that cycle and they, they meet each other at a place. And you, you would find that they all of a sudden start to talk the same language and the one understands what the other one says. And like one of my friends, he likes to run and he runs in not just the normal running, but like over the mountains kind of a thing where there's no road and it's, it's almost more rock climbing than running, but that's what he likes to do. And I can, you know, I can just see his excitement and I can see his joy and I can see you know, the fun that he's having and I can be happy for him 
but I'm not sharing in his joy because running like that and, and, and doing that is not born in my heart. But should it be born in my heart, then we would have a wonderful conversation. We would share in the same emotion. We would understand what the other one is actually saying. And in the same way, God has come to communicate with us. Um, the way God does that is by birth. So God, um, and, and this is why I want to, why I said that we want to connect the new birth with hearing the voice of God. Under the old uh, way, you know, we were given to a system where we would hear the voice of God based on a written document where we would look at the laws and the commands and that would be God's voice towards us. And then what we would do is we would try and do those things just that this God would bless us and not curse us or kill us. Yet that is not what God had in mind for any of us. What God had in mind for us was to share His life with us, to bring us to a place where we, um, like runners, or people who cycle, or uh, people who race motorbikes, or something like that, where they have the, the same interest born in their heart, and then from there they can hear what the other one says. So what God wanted to do is, He wanted to give birth to, um, to us from His love. In other words, He wanted to give birth to emotions in you. He wanted to give birth to kindness inside you. He wanted to give birth to a life that is actually born from how He loves you. And that life that is born from how God loves us, understands the voice of God. It Since God is not uh, mad about running or mad about any of those things, not that I say that He cannot like what you like, but the thing that God's life is based on is love, kindness, joy, and all those kind of things uh, that can actually such high quality of life that it will result in an unending life that can never die. And that life is so powerful that it can have the effect, the effect on the human body that, it, that the human body can actually um, live forever and never die. You know, that it can actually be raised from the dead should it have died. Now, uh, that is very, very powerful stuff we're talking about here. So, and I don't want you to lose concentration or just say, oh, Bertie, I don't know what you're saying. Just Stick with this message and listen, and I trust that the Holy Spirit will communicate this way wherein God communicates with us very accurately to you. What God wants to do is love you into a place where you love love. Uh, he wants to love you into a place where you love life. I'm not talking about this, just this life, but that you love the fact that you can live forever or have immortality. Um, where God loves, where you start to love what, exactly what God loves. And when you are on that same platform, like a cyclist, you know, would want to convince somebody else about cycling so that he, the other person can also have cy uh, uh, cycling born in his heart and then they can talk and actually start a relationship. 
Um, in the very same way it is with God. He wants to love you into the highest quality of life, which is what He possess in the Trinity. Now, um, the way God does that is basically seen in Psalm 37. Now, let us read Psalm 37 and then we're going to go to Psalm 40 and see how it worked in the life of Jesus. It says here in verse 4, Delight yourself in the Lord, and you all know the word delight there means to be pampered. Be pampered by the Lord, and then He shall give you the desires of your heart. That's exactly what I was saying. You know, if, if, you, if you find your, if you, if you are pampered by what a salesman would tell you, then you will find that the salesman and what he's trying to sell you will bring forth desires in your heart. And that is the simple thing. Be pampered by the goodness of God. You might say, Baptist, where do you get the goodness of God? I mean, you cannot be pampered by the, the, the word pamper and the word I want to kill you and you're a sinner and I'm conscious of your bad works and I just want to change you every day. I mean, that doesn't pamper anybody. That's not pampering. That is, you know, being uh, 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 corrected or something like that. But that's not pampered. But when you are hearing what God says and when what He says pampers your heart, then you'll find that God will bring forth desires in your heart. Now that you have heard, and I know I'm repeating myself, but it's very, very important to have that as a foundation, especially for those that have just slotted in for the first time or that has not heard the previous two, two uh, messages. Um, then it goes on and it says, Commit your way unto the Lord, trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Now what that means is very simple. When you are pampered by God, then He will bring forth desires in your heart. These desires you might easily mistake um, for your own desires. Saying, this is just my own desire, just something I thought up. And this is why it says, make your way known unto God. It says, God will pamper you. As He pampers you, He will give you desires based on this new belief that is brought forth in your heart. And then he says, when those desires come forth, make your way. Because when that desire comes forth, it is something that lives inside you. It's God that has given birth to a desire in you that you can actually now call your way. Do you see how God speaks, how God works in the human heart? The way God works is not from the platform of an outside commandment. The way God works is from the platform of giving birth to His will in your heart that you can actually say, this is my way. This is what I want to do. Um, if I take ministry, for instance, in my life, uh, you know, I don't do what I do because God told me. Well, that's not how it feels to me. That God told me, Bertie, go and evangelize. Or Bertie, go and start a web church. Or Bertie, go and preach on television. No, that's not what I feel. 
it feels as if it is my will. I want to start an internet ministry. I want to preach on television. I want to reach out to people. I want to plant churches. I want to reach people. That's what I want to do. If, you, if I had nothing else to do, that's what I would want to do. That's what I would want to, um, where I would want to be. That is my desire. But guess what? I never had that desire prior to knowing the Lord. Um, and when I didn't know the goodness of God, and when I really got uh, a life, had a life founded in law, it was from an outside commandment and not actually my desire. It was just my desire was to rest. My desire, I was always saying, well, I'm laying down my will to do the will of God. And um, there can come a place where you can say, you know, the will of the flesh or the will of, 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 of it, it might be difficult for me to drive from here to Zambia to go and preach. But not my will. When I talk about my will there, it talks about just the, 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 the difficulty of this life. I'm not going to let the difficulty of this life that talks to the, the situation here um, dictate to me. I've got the will of the Father born inside my heart. His law is now written on my heart and now I can actually say, your will be done. And when I say your will be done, it is as if I'm saying, if I'm saying your will be done, it is also my will that your will be done. And then this, the will of God is merged into my will, where it is the very same thing. That's why the Bible says, God works in you both to will as well as to do according to His good plan and purpose. So, let me just uh, summarize this first part. God will pamper you into bringing a new way of believing about yourself and others from where emotions and feelings and thoughts will be born. As these emotions and feelings and thoughts are born in, in you and you recognize this is God actually speaking to me, then you can say to God, it is okay if you bring these things forth in my life, then you trust that He can actually bring it forth and He'll bring it forth. That is how it, how it really works. And you might say, Barty, that sounds too easy. Let me tell you, that is not just easy, that is how we have been designed. That is how the Trinity function, that is how you function with everything in life. You watch television, you look at an ad where they um, they pamper you by telling you these most wonderful things and then by pampering you with those most wonderful things, they are shaping your desire and actually becoming an inner voice inside you so that you don't need to see the ad every day, but where the ad's voice is born in you and where it's actually living in you. And once that ad lives in you, that product dictates to you what to do. And um, it will give you enough reason, it will give you enough energy, it will give you enough uh, logic to actually follow through and bring forth what was advertised and you will go and buy what these people want to sell you. 
in exactly that is how we function as humans and God doesn't function outside of that we are designed like that that is who we are that is how things work and God has come inside that system or let me put it this way God hasn't come into that system we were born into that system created into that system by God and he's not willing to talk any other language than the most powerful language which is the language of design wherein he comes and talks and shapes our feelings and emotions and who we are so let's go to um, another verse here that I want to quickly just focus on and then we'll go to Psalm 40 and end it off it says commit your way to the Lord trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass and he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him fret not thyself because of him that prospers in his own way because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass so what he says here is when when you've made your way known to God you know or when God has spoken to you by bringing forth a desire don't see that desire now okay God is telling me go and do this or go and do that you will kill yourself when you, if you try to do that no no it's God asking you permission um, to if he could actually bring that forth in your life and the way you'll see that come forth is from God being the father in your life and this is what we've said last Sunday we've said last Sunday that in Proverbs 16 it says that when we've committed our way to the Lord then he will cause our thoughts to be conformable to his will what that means is that you after you've said God you know um, I'm pampered by you um, Lord I, I'm using my own example my passion is to reach people. My passion is to, to, to uh, preach the good news, to see signs, wonders and miracles and those kind of things. Um, that is my way and you can bring it forth. Now when I feel it's my way, I can cleverly say, okay, I, I actually hear God saying that to me. He's working it in me. So must I now jump up and start to do it? No, 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 no. Now the Bible says, make your way known to God. So now I say, God, I am willing. I see this will. I don't want the old will that there was in me, born from the law. But this will of yours is, is also my will. I agree with it. I don't, I, this is what you can bring forth. What's the next thing that's going to happen? The next thing is now that God will bring your thoughts on what to do today, on what to do tomorrow. You bring it forth in your life um, by having thoughts that is conformable to the will that is put inside you. Now you might say that's a complicated way of speaking. Now that is not complicated, that's the easy way. And I want to say to you, that's the most powerful way. And the sooner we accept this truth and come to a place where we want to be pampered, and we're going to look at how Jesus was pampered as well, um, and, and when we look at that, we will find God speaking loudly and clearly to us you know um, I, I'm not going to mention the exact thing that happened but there was something that I really wanted in the ministry which was very very difficult to find and um, uh, and, and then Helena and I we just it was a desire in our hearts for a long time and then as this desire was in our hearts we were looking 
for a person that can actually bring forth this and, and fulfill this desire, you know, and uh, um, I don't want to go into too much detail, but we wanted a person like that and we just could not ever find such a person. And then one day I realized, you know what, this is the will of God, so let me give it to God and say, God, you can bring it forth. And when I said that, I tell you, friends, within days, an absolute miracle took place. And we're going to see how this thing unfolds. And I'm not in a hurry to make anything work. I'm just seeing God working in me, bringing my thoughts to be conformable to His will. And you know how it happened? There was somebody that wanted to see me and I was really, really busy. Um, and I didn't actually have time. But we said, okay, um, I would see this person. Now you see the thing is, when this person made an appointment and I, I could, even if I was difficult for me to see this person, I felt in my heart that my thoughts became conformable to his will. And what that means is all of a sudden I had a desire now to actually see this person. Now we thought that this person would uh, wanted to come and ask money, you know, for a certain project or something like that. And I said to Helena, awesome, I even felt excited, man, if, if they want some money, I'm going to give them some money. You know, that is what I felt in my heart. And I would just like to hear and just be involved in something that can reach somebody and be good, do, do some good. And it was something completely different and actually what we have just given over to God to bring forth. Um, so this is what I want to say. God pampers you. Then God forms desires in you. You make this known to God. And then you might say, what's the next thing to do? Next thing to do is allow this person to see you or go and see that and that person. It might not in your cognitive mind have anything to do with, with this whole thing because you've given it over to God. You're not even giving it a lot of thought. You are just following your heart in everyday life and here you find things start to happen for you. Now, let's go to Psalm 40 and just look at this in the life of Jesus and I'm going to end off by explaining this. <clears throat> Here we find Jesus, the Son of God, uh, and he, Psalm 40, and I've said this many times, is actually one of Jesus' prayers written down, prophetically. And this would be like hiding behind a bush on, the, on a mountain where Jesus would pray and overhearing his prayer and writing it down. And this is... Uh, what, what is written in verse 4. It says, Blessed is the man that makes the Lord his trust and respects not the proud nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord my God, are your wonderful works which you have done and your thoughts which are to usward. They cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than, than can be numbered. Now let's just look at the platform from where Jesus is going to reveal the will of the Father for his life, which was to give his life so that you and I can be saved. Where did this start? He said the best thing that there can be is to trust you. Why did Jesus say the best thing was to trust the Father? He says simply because the wonderful works of Jesus are plentiful. So what, what did actually take place? 
Jesus first heard about the wonderful works of the Father. When he heard about the wonderful works of the Father, he said, it's better to trust the Father than just human evil. It's better to rely upon the Father. And then he gave a reason. He said, because your wonderful works are plenteous. It says, your many, O Lord God, are your wonderful works which you have done. So he says, what happened to Jesus? Jesus was pampered by looking at all the good works the Father has done. Now, how many good works did Jesus think upon, ponder upon? How many good works came towards Jesus and did he take knowledge of that his heart was pampered to a place where he says, you can actually trust the Father. It says here, they cannot be reckoned up in order unto you. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. So Jesus was at a place where he was pampered by the good works of the Father um, to the point that he says it's innumerable. This is too much. It is awesome. It is beautiful. I, we cannot just trust the wisdom of man. Look at how good the Father is. Can you see how the goodness revealed to Jesus brought forth trust in the heart of Jesus towards the Father? And that's exactly what the scripture says. Um, you know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What is this word? This, this word is the message of the goodness of God. It's the message portrayed in the death and the resurrection of Jesus. That brings forth faith in your heart. Because we are looking at Jesus knowing the will of the Father. How did Jesus know the will of the Father? The Father had to communicate with Jesus. He had to speak to Jesus. How did he speak to Jesus? He pampered Jesus. And then I'm going to say something very radical to you. He pampered Jesus out of the typical belief of that time or a wrong belief about the Father. Now you might say, did Jesus ever believe something wrong about the Father? Let us just read what the scripture says here. It says in verse um, it says in verse 6, it says, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My ears you opened. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It's written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Yes, your law is now written in my heart. And I have preached and even declared your righteousness to the great congregation. I have not hidden your righteousness in my heart, but I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great congregation. And then verse 11, withhold not your tender mercies from me, O Lord. Now what he's saying here is, <laughs> is very simple yet very profound. What he's saying here is, <clears throat> Lord, you have opened my eyes. He says, God, I see your goodness. I see your loving kindness. And by your goodness and your loving kindness, this is what he says, many, he says, blesses the man that makes the Lord his trust. Why? Because many 
are the good things that the Father has done. So he says, I hear the good of the Father, I'm pampered by that, unto a place where my heart can actually trust Him. And then when I come to the place of trust, when I've come to the place of hearing the goodness of the Father, then I find that He actually opens my eyes and He opens my ears to hear what He's actually saying in the Scriptures and to see what He's actually doing in the Scriptures. Now, if Jesus said, you have opened my ears, what does that mean? It means the ears was closed at a time. He says, you've opened my eyes. Let's, let's, it says here, <laughs> you've opened my ears. You've opened my ears. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My ears have you opened. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Now, Jesus grew up in a time where there was animal sacrifice, where there was sin sacrifice, which was seen as a commandment of God, and they had the Bible to prove it. They had the Old Testament scriptures that was written in stone, that was clearly given. They knew that God spoke to Moses. And here Jesus comes and says, you've opened my ears. I can actually hear what these scriptures are actually saying. Why could Jesus hear what these scriptures are saying? Because number one, he was pampered by the goodness of God to the point that he said, the goodness of God is innumerable. You cannot, if I must talk about it, it cannot be numbered. And as he was looking at on all the good that God has done, he realized that what was the status quo of his time, what was the basic principle of the time, which is God desires sacrifice, God desires offering, he wants burnt offering, he wants sin offering, that he says that, you know what? Against the popular belief, as I am pampered and look at the goodness of God, he is way of seeing things is now actually written in my heart and now I can hear and see what is actually saying scripture. And that is how I believe God speaks to us. It starts with the goodness of God. And I want to say this, I mean this is a live webcast. If you, as you are watching, there are people here, you love to be pampered by having a pity party on what you went through in the past. You love to find your comfort in how, how, you've, how you've gone through hard times, how you've been ill-treated by friends, ill-treated by people that stole your money, um, people that, uh, 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 you know, abused you and all those kind of things. And you find a kind of a comfort in that. I want to tell you, as you find your comfort in hearing this negative thing over and over and not hearing the good that God has freely given you, declaring you as innocent and perfect and righteous as His kind, the place where He wants to dwell, where He gave you a place in the Trinity, where He says, you are my life, I forever want to be with you and I want you with me, I want to share. As you meditate on those other things, you know what's going to happen? 
you're going to have desires born from that negative thing. That will give you your next thought. That will give you your next desire. And you will have a life born from all that death. And when you read the scripture, you will not see what it says. Your ears will be closed to the voice of God in everyday things that He wants to show you. So, can you see how incredibly important it is to only hear good news? To only hear a message wherein you are pampered by words that says, You are my dwelling place. You are my desire. My beloved is mine and I am his. And his banner over me is love. He calls me his temple. I am his holy uh, people. I'm a holy priesthood, a, 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 royal, oh, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own peculiar people. Um, I am the temple of God. I am the son of God. I am righteous. I stand innocent before God. I am his kind. I live and move and have my being in God. I am the God kind. He is my source. He is the one that loves me. He is the one that cares about me. He loses his breath over me. He saw enough value inside me that he would give his son for me. He, um, he, he, he indwells human flesh and would make my human body immortal to live forever. He's, he's concerned about my well-being. He wants sin to cease in me and therefore he bring, brought forth his resurrection power to end what kills me. That is, when we are pampered by words like that, you know what? God starts to shape our will. He starts to shape our life and we find new desires. And as we would read things and in, look at scripture and situations, we would start to see that God is not the bad God that just wanted sin offering and wanted all, wanted death. We all of a sudden will have the revelation in everyday life in how we hear and understand things. And this is how God speaks to us, that God is only good and that, he's actually has the, that he actually has the salvation of man on his mind and not justice in the sense of punishing people. Jesus had to hear the voice of the Father. How would Jesus hear that God does not require animal sacrifice if he was born in a system where he was circumcised on the eighth day, you know Jesus was circumcised, where Jesus was part of a Jewish ritual where animals were sacrificed even for his sins, although he didn't have any. Do you think that uh, um, Jesus at the age of 25 and those kind of things and, and 18 and 17 that his parents wouldn't have seen that he follows all the Jewish customs to have the turtle doves and the this and the that and all those things uh, take place. I mean, Jesus grew up as a Jewish boy, man. But then one day, as he was hearing and seeing the good of the Father, for he was taught of the Spirit. What does the Holy Spirit do? It points out the holiness of God. What is the holiness of God? It is how good God is, how merciful God is, how God wants to give life. 
where, you know, when, when we call God our Father, the word Father means the one that actually gives birth to your thoughts and your emotions. The one that's the Father of your life. The Father of your will. Here, Jesus comes to a place where He sees the good in God, where He sees all the wonderful works of God, to the point that He says it's innumerable, and then He can hear God say, I don't desire sacrifice, my son. I've prepared you to save people. This is not about animals being sacrificed, appeasing the anger of a father or of a God that's angry. But this is actually about saving man. And what would take place is, if you can die and I can raise you again, then we can actually bring hope to man that they can believe that my promise from the beginning, which was to give immortality and life to them, that they can see it manifest and that they can come to a place where they can be pampered by my goodness unto a place where they can hear my voice that says to them, you are innocent, you are beautiful, you are righteous. Glory to God. Church, the way we hear God is by being pampered by His goodness. So I want to encourage you, whenever you hear something that doesn't talk about the goodness of God, don't just go like the old word of faces, well, I'm not willing to hear. Just say, Father, I know you're only good and thank you for pampering me. And He will pamper you unto a new belief. Then you make your way known to God. And from this pampering, you'll find trust in your heart towards God. Then you just trust Him and He shall bring it forth. You know, people, that is how I feel in my heart to run this ministry. That's how I feel to live my life. I don't want to run a ministry on the foundation of every week begging for money, sharing 20 visions and all those kind of things. I don't say that, that we, we will never do such a thing, but... Uh, that, that's not where I want to run it from. I would rather have a place where I'm pampered by the love of God, where you are pampered by the love of God, the place where He gives birth to His will inside us. And like Jesus would say there, I delight to do your will, for your law is written on my heart. So what will happen is we will find the law of God. And I'm not talking about the Ten Commandments. I would, we would find the way God lives and His will written in the depth of our hearts, meaning it has formed our belief. We heard Him, not from an, a voice with ears, but we've heard Him from our belief. What a powerful way to hear God. And from there, we do. Church, I want to say to you that in this web fellowship, this is the way we're going to hear God. This is the way we're going to do things. You're not going to be manipulated and controlled into anything. Yet you need to understand the importance of being pampered by the goodness of God with the expectation that understanding will come. That you can see what He says and having a life where you can actually say, your will is becoming my will. Hallelujah. So what God is saying is, let me love you into hearing me. Amen and amen. Well, church, I want to thank you so much that you have 
um, slotted in and just allowed me to minister to you. As I preach this, I'm overwhelmed by the goodness of God. It, I just feel the goodness of God right now in the studio. And I just, what a blessing to know such a good father. Know that you are loved and cared for. If you've got any prayer requests, please go to dynamicministries.com. Click on Web Fellowship and there you can contact any of our web pastors or you can also write to info.dynamicministries.com and we will um, assign a web pastor to you to minister the grace of God to you. Thank you so much for your life and your goodness. I also want to thank everybody just for who you are towards this ministry, the way you are involved in this ministry. Thank you so much for that. Know that you are loved and cared for by God. Amen.